Welcome to NFL MAO. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Back for my revenge. I'll stab you in the dick, pardon my French. Did you ever see <laughs> me, me and Earl and the Dying Girl? I have. You showed that this to me back fucking, in the day before I joined the military. There's this fucking rapping kid in that movie. And I'll me and, stab you in this dick. Pardon my French. Me, <laughs> it's a, kind of a sad movie to watch, Like, so I never watch it. But me and Taylor always quote that kid. <laughs> I, we Speaking always of in, the I'm young kids my who rap, Luke also watched Drillbit Taylor. Oh, crying recently, last night, dude. Crying watching Drillbit Taylor last night. There are like, you know, doing the other podcast, Bad Movie Branch, you, you have to basically be like, brace yourself and be like, okay, I'm going to watch something from my childhood. It's going to be soul crushingly bad and all the things and values it has. And you're going to hate yourself forever liking it. Uh, mm-hmm. Drillbit Taylor has only got like 25% of the movie is that the rest of it's fine. Which is a great uh, proportion, <laughs> you know, based on honest. based on other things from two thousand eight. Yeah, I mean, it's easy listening music. So it's been a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Um, we, you know, life life has hit us right in the face. I just graduated college. Yeah, it's a good uh, thing. A, You're making it sound bad. So I'm, I'm cur- currently in the job search. If you have a job within my price range, come hit me up. Um, in your but, price range. Don't say uh, that not out that loud. much. Yeah, not that much, but still significant. You know, pay me for pay me for my skill set. But all I want to say is, we waited a little bit because the news was slow to a trickle, as they say. Um, we we're in the off season, but there have been some happenings. We've just had the OTAs, the official team organized organized activities. Uh, we've had some major players released or major player in DeAndre Hopkins that we're going to get to the. New England Patriots had some OTAs penalized. They got docked, the Belichick era. And we have a, a couple other things to get to. So what do you want to talk about first, Bub? I mean, we probably should hop headlong into these OTAs uh, just because it's been like first look at a lot of uh, these new rookies, of course, but also first look at Rodgers um, and his uh, you know first appearance at OTAs, I think, since 2018. Dude, I how happy does he look? He looks on top of the world. He's he looks dancing. So happy. And, he's dancing and singing at Taylor Swift concerts. He was at fucking New York Rangers game playoff games one night and uh, Dude, New York Knicks him playoff and Sauce games the Gardner, next night. Him and Sauce Gardner sitting and talking with Jessica Alba. Sauce doesn't know who Jessica Alba is. Now he's getting custom Alba cleats. She tweeted him. Uh, he's just risen her up. It's just all vibes over there. The media is all over the Jets. Rodgers and Garrett Wilson are topping the best new quarterback wide receiver combos like lists. It's it's mm, a lot sure. of press. And then this is the thing. We know how things can get with Rodgers, and it's very crazy to see all of this hype, um, him pump faking on a rollout and getting a, a rushing touchdown uh, when they're running scrimmage stuff. And the next thing you know, he pulls a fucking calf muscle, and he's on the sideline, mm-hmm. and people are speculating. Tweak. So all of this hype, we have to keep in mind this is a very old quarterback with some character issues who may cause all of this to crash and burn, and that's what we're watching as the NFC North fans on the outside. What do you think? I mean, the whole thing is built to crash and burn. So, like, I, I think that nobody's just, nobody's scared of that um, because this is not – this Jets team is not a machine 
built to last. This is a machine. This is built to destroy Robert Sala and become death. Um, like he fucking he's as- assembling all of these things to create this big old fucking bomb. Uh, and th- th- this is their one shot. This will blow up the NFL this one year. And, and or if it fucks up, um, you know what I mean. Like Rogers could, Rogers could tweak his, you know, ankle, and then what's the worst thing that happens? They spend all this money, and they're the Jets they were last year. Like so, I think that you know they're all in. Um, I don't think Rogers' calf strain is is anything to worry about. I think it's a thirty or eight year old or however the fuck old he is quarterback who hasn't attended. I don't even know that he's attended training camp recently. So it's like It's been a while, dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm sure that this is like, oh fuck, what a strain. And then he, you know, he's allowed to take veteran days. He should take veteran days if his if his calf is bothering him. There's no don't be a hero, but look, Rodgers playing to the best of his ability with surrounded by talent, it has all the trimmings to do the Brady and Tampa Bay thing and we all know that and that's why we're covering it all so excitedly and and right now it's all aces it's all positive so we can look adoringly at Jets practice and and just it's all potential nothing's more exciting in this fucking world than potential aside from well, the results but only one of the 32 teams get the results one minor blemish on that um, and it may be a rippling effect of the Aaron Rodgers contract situation, but Quinn and Williams is holding out currently because he wants to be one of the highest paid uh, defensive tackles akin to Lawrence from his sister team in the city, uh, the Giants. So that kind of set the precedence for where his contract could be. And in the time since we podcasted, it seemed like there was a bit of a conflict with Quentin Williams and the team led to some trade speculation. Of course, anytime there's an available player, Bears fans jump all over Twitter and start mocking up some some trade projections because we have all of the draft picks and the money right now and we that have all the needs. Stressful. And stressful. it's stressful, but it's I funny. I can't commit. I can't. It, it is, but it's like young Luke could commit all this excitement to potential scenarios knee at 30 no way i can't i can't commit to the i get the, it the reddit page of the vikings musings it has to come from Schefter. i get it and the bears fans are happy to be twitter fingers so i'll say since that happened quinn williams and the jets appear to be not too far off from an extension i he never the thought he was gonna Instagram get traded good players that are young like this hardly ever get traded so the Jets, that's kind of where they're at. So along those lines, some other rampant trade speculations from Chicago Bears fans. Uh, that would have to be oriented towards Chase Young, defensive end of the Washington Commanders. Former top three pick. Uh, just one of my favorite players from Ohio State. Absolute physical specimen. Pass rushing phenom. Uh, who was amazing in college and amazing in his first year in the league. But then he had a pretty catastrophic knee injury. Um, and since then, he's barely played, only played in three games last year. The recovery's been long. This has caused the commanders to fail to pick up his fifth-year option, and that led to trade speculation. Um, I think of like between him and Quinn and Williams, I think Chase Young is more likely to be traded, but I do not think they will trade him. I think that they will play him in Montez Sweat this year, and then whoever plays the best will get a contract extension to stay on that beefy defensive line but when you lock up two interior d linemen like they did with both of the alabama defensive tackles that kind of limits the spending you can do with the rest of the line um of all the trade speculations i think chase young would be my favorite to come to the bears i think he would be a perfect fit 
if his health returns uh, him to form or at least close to what he was before. And I've always been a Chase Young fan, and I would be willing to take a shot on that. People are saying, why don't you flip a fourth-round pick and get Chase Young? And I'm laughing at that because even with a knee injury like that, he's worth more than a fourth. I I would trade a second and maybe a third. I would still at this point because of what I think he – was capable of we saw like we forget easily but we saw some plays when he was a rookie where he was picking up fumbles for touchdowns where he was running from the opposite side of the formation to track down joe burrow and absolutely fucking level him remember that he's a freak he's an absolute freak like uh, and and he's been pinned on one of the most tragically fucked organizations in the league and and so things are finally shaking out okay in Washington and it it should be prime time. I wouldn't want to leave if I was him unless unless things are irrevocably fucked like that's a huge building block for new owners and that franchise. Like no, Chase Young is It is certainly that guy. is. It's just and I wouldn't even I don't think anybody would even speculate that he would go. It's just that they have three other first round picks on that defensive line, two of which have been paid top of the market deals and another one who's also in line in Montez sweat. So you have him and Montez sweat on a contract year this year as bookends. And they don't have, so in my opinion, (laughs) and they don't have a quarterback. So in my opinion, they're going to play that defensive line out this year and whoever the cream will rise at the top. If chase can't play, he might just hit open free agency or be a a trade deadline uh, type of guy. But as a Bears fan, I think he would go great as the speed rush end in our 4-3 defense. I think he would be a good fit. Um, we play on grass. I, I don't know how much that means to players, but it seems like in the last few years and with some notable pass rushers like the Bosa brothers, it seems like playing on grass means something to them because I feel like they think it's a less risk of the catastrophic knee injuries that Chase Young suffered. That's, people are saying that, and, and I see a lot of players say that, and I don't think they're saying it for no reason. Um, I kind of t- I have to tend to agree with the people that are actually playing the game and not the people uh, in the offices or the people making up the stat because the NFL, or I feel like the, the talking heads are always quick to hit you with the, but statistically that's not true. I don't know. I trust the people that are on the actual fucking field. Um, I have a master of science. I'm a fucking statistician now. Go. Let me look. Let me look into the fucking yeah. raw data. Look into. That let me run me. some numbers. Yeah. Let me know. Let me let me, let me run it through some some statistical analyses. Let okay? me analyze let me see what we come up with. the film concussion with my screenwriting degree, and I'll get back. Yeah. To you. <laughs> um, He'll give you a full synopsis. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I I think that um. No matter what you do in Washington, of course it's. Of course, it's uh, an upward battle, but oof, they have a lot of potential there with no quarterback. Um, there's a lot of weird shit going on in OTAs. Uh, Ro- the, aside from Rodgers, aside from Quinn and Williams, aside from Washington, did you see that uh, John Gruden's back in the league, kind of? Uh, I did see that barely, and I did not read into it too much, so hit me with that. John Gruden is kind of back in the league uh working for the saints as like a as like a qb consultant or some shit like that like for Derek carr because gruden was there uh oh my uh, god to to, to rear Derek carr in vegas that is so funny that is exactly what's going on like isn't that 
fucking so crazy. Derek Carr brought him in. Um, it certainly sounds that way. Let me Google it real. You fast. look into that, yeah. and I'll, I'll I'll bring up another talking point. Well, that is hilarious. Um, I I don't know, man. It seems like no matter what you do, you're gonna get a shot in this league if you're a name or if you have some kind of prestige, and even if you're a player, if you're good enough, you can play, even if you do horrendous shit. But um, one of the cool things from OTAs this year, basically, I, have, I just want to, I just want to button this up. Follow up, follow Let up. Let me just on button that. this up. So what happened was Gruden met with Dennis Allen and the New Orleans staff to discuss how to get the most out of their new free agent quarterback, Derek Carr. He popped into the Saints facility, uh, which blew everybody's mind because nobody's heard about him since. And uh, I, I, I don't know. It's. It looks like it was like basically just a. It was gonna happen earlier, and Gruden postponed it due to family reasons or whatever. They met in fucking Louisiana. GM Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen went out to dinner at the Four Seasons in the French Quarter with Gruden, and uh, Gruden came to practice Wednesday and Thursday. They talked about car. Dude, Gruden was getting schmoozed by Dynaco. He, he literally He's was. He's going to look good in Dynaco blue. Dynaco blue. Uh, he spent five and a half hours. Gruden spent five and a half hours with Allen and offensive coordinator Pete Car. Car Carmichael, I don't know what the fuck. Who is this OC? Carmichael, I can't. I'm so sorry. Carmichael, Car- but it looks like Carmichael without the L. So either it's a typo by SI, or who knows? Yeah. Move on. All right, and sorry about that, Pete. And the offensive coaches, uh, the quarterbacks popped in when they could. And, yeah, it's just bad writing. In when then could SI hire me, and the discussion flowed easy. This is SI. SI dot com with two typos in the same sentence. Just so you know, in our Men in Black por- or, or our bios that I found on Facebook, you said you wanted to be a sports journalist, and I said I was going to join the military. And Brad said he was going to go to SIU. One of the one of those things <clears> happened. <throat> uh, only one. Good job, buddy. I would buddy. still love to be a sports journalist. That'd be fun. Uh, it's just basically they used him as a research a resource to pick his fucking brain, and uh, it's because Gruden is a is a very uh, Sean Payton offense. Like G- Gruden and Sean Payton have the same offense, just different names. Yeah, and so um, they are basically just like help us. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's pretty dumb. I've never really seen the appeal of a Derek Carr, so we'll see how that goes. Um. One of the cool things is in the last, I don't know, five to ten years, the OTAs and the training camp reportings for the Chicago Bears have often been that the quarterback was erratic or inaccurate and not connecting and the offense was failing to gel and we were hoping that, you know, they're, they're just finding their footing. This is every team in the league at this point. Everyone's still getting used to each other. And for the first, and then conversely to that, the Packers would be put together. Rodgers would be dialing it up. And this is if he were were there. He's usually there in training camp. But it seems that the script has flipped because I am hearing reports that Jordan Love was god-awful in OTAs and erratic and inaccurate, spraying sporadic and accurate clips to the back of it. And then the Chicago Bears, a la Justin Fields connecting with 
all of his new weapons. He's got DJ Moore. He's got a new tight end in Robert Tunyon. He's got Roshan Johnson. He's got Chase Claypool with a full offseason. Now he's praising Chase Claypool's new attitude and how he's assimilated and learned and picked up the offense. And he's out there snapping off these quick passes. The coaching staff is saying that they're super impressed with Fields and his control of the offense and where he's come with his footwork and his mechanics. And, dude, I could not be happier to hear this. Um, I have always thought that Justin Fields has superstar potential, and I'm hoping when you pair up some talent around him that can actually catch the football and get open, you invested a tiny bit in that offensive line. You have a brand new right tackle and right guard. I think that the expectations for the offenses are high this year. I'm going to try to temper mine. Um, but it's awesome to have these kind of stories. Like I never get this as a bears fan. And finally I'm getting all these cool things. That's true. I, I, I think, I think I like the weapons you listed didn't even make, didn't even make my dick move a little. Like I think they all sound, DJ Moore. I think they all sound awful except for DJ Moore, but, uh, and maybe DJ Moore is great. He's not, I, I but maybe I'm spoiled. Cause like I, we got more receivers in my left pinky in Minnesota than you have one like, receiver right now. Mm, I got a pretty nice little staff and I would and, argue and Hawk, that and ham Hawk at tight end. I would argue that Osborne is not as good as chase Claypool or Darnell movie Mooney. Okay. I, I, I think I'm excited for you. I want, I'm love optimistic bears. I, I'm excited. I don't you. get it. I don't get that like ever. Not in a while. That's good. and definitely not since we've had a podcast. I like. Let's fields. be honest. I like fields. Um, I'm thrilled to have consistency with the Mister Consistent. That's what. That is. <laughs> see, that is the entire point of this podcast. It's for one of us to talk super highly and be super excited about our team, and then the other one to just immediately shit on them. And I've been playing that game against the Vikings and calling them a fake good team all last, last year. And all right, so let's pivot. Um, you guys now have. Oh shit! I did forget that you you uh, drafted Addison. So yeah. we'll see how he does. I forgot all about that. Good Dude, call. It's gonna be stupid. So we'll see about that. I would say Addison's definitely got potential to be better than Mooney, and they're similar size. Yeah, I, I, I think, think we, he should be better than Darnell Mooney. We have a nice big three, and Hawkinson needs to needs to stop having some brick hands because uh, he has a lot of talent. But every now and then he bricks some balls, and I just I'm like, there is nobody else seeing this. Like this is a nightmare. Well. I want to get to a couple Vikings talking points, but let me hem up the Bears before we do that. Um, so Jalen Johnson, our, our cornerback, who's now in a contract year since he's a second-round pick, he is not at OTAs, and that's received some press. Um, he's had a couple flare-ups with Team Brass before in his young career. I mean, I think that the point that this ro- like roster rebuild that we're at is we're trying to get all of the old – like old players that weren't fully bought in out of the system start over young and the whole point of this Tampa two uh, bears type of defense, like all of Levy Smith and Eberflus is you have a very simple defensive scheme with very few calls and you are predicating everything on effort and scheme assi- and sound scheme uh, assignments. So everyone needs to know what their job is and they need to play 100% and hustle and they need to punch at the ball and try to force turnovers. And defenses like this can get carved up and they can get marched up and down up? the field. Who's your carved beef? Who's your... <laughs> 
like, and, and T can tell you this, Eberflus had defenses that would get walked up and down the field in, in uh, like, key moments in the games. But the defense is built to be simple so that you could play with effort and you can force turnovers and you're basically baiting the offense into making a mistake. You're waiting until they make a mistake. If they don't, your defense is not going to be that great or complex enough to stop them sometimes. But our defense... And our team in general is bringing in super athletic young players that we are hoping or who have displayed the motor to thrive in this kind of system. And when you have Jalen Johnson, who's had flare-ups, who hasn't produced turnovers in his career, he's only had one interception in three years, I could see him getting moved. I could see us trading him after we've spent two second-round picks on corners in the last two drafts with our new GM. I wouldn't want to see him go. But I could see him getting traded if he's not a fit because we have shown that we are not super attached to players that were vested before Ryan Poles and Eberflus came in. And the last guy I want to talk about is David Montgomery, who's been a fan favorite since he was drafted also in the second round of the Bears out of Iowa State. We did not pay him, I guess, maybe like an extra couple million on his small deal. He is a running back. Running backs don't make that much money. But he goes to a division rival in the Lions. And then... No, you're fine. And then recently, he was interviewed and he had some... Fuck, man. I've had this fucking chest thing going on. Mucinex like crazy. Mucinex. Those Mucinex commercials were always like crazy they made the mucinex guys so disgusting looking yeah man and that's they did bull- they depicted him like a new york italian you ha- well that's that was kind of that's horrible they, they wanted to make it something that you didn't like because then you were more likely to use the the heroic mucinex to rid you of this evil but you're he right. has like a wife beater why, just why got done have- with the full shift at the pizzeria this- and he's like yo what are you doing here you use a mucinex and you're allowed to i got that. a family in this nostril Aiden, Aiden allowed to do that i can't say it yeah go look at my ancestry dna i'm a very high proportion of mediterranean italian okay uh, but no i mean that's there's true. a very strong chance that i was a lanista in in, in, a, in a former life and i had a gladiatorial school eating cheese wheels and whatnot they always look so Dude, good to me i was most likely of Roman stock. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, what was I talking about before you just coughed all over my, my talking points? Uh, you've been talking about the bears for like 45 minutes. David, David Montgomery. You're right. It's, it's about Luke's time. So David Montgomery gets interviewed and he's the new member of the lions. And he's talking about how he felt disrespected by the bears, how losing sapped the fun out of life for him and the game. And look, I get it where he's coming from. And I understand that these Professional athletes often feel disrespected. Like, if you didn't get an extra $2 million or something to stay with the Bears, I get it. Like, from the outside looking in, we're going to be like, man, you're really willing to shit all over being a fan favorite. Like, all of the Bears fans were so disappointed to see him go to the Lions. Because we all loved him. Because we saw him play with heart. We saw all of this, like losing and yet he was giving full effort and he was breaking tackles so he was a fan favorite the whole time and when you go and you shit on it as quick as you can because you feel quote-unquote like disrespected like that means that all of the fans who were endeared to you are going to now change their tune so now instead of thinking how much i loved david montgomery and how i was upset all of a sudden i'm like man you weren't very fast 
you weren't very fast. I love David. Barely broke off. You couldn't break off the long ones, David. You weren't very fast. Okay. And you want to say disrespected. They signed you and then they immediately overdrafted a running back with the 12th pick. So it's like, all right, man, say, say your piece, but that's look it. The rivalry's on bro. Because now another Lions player is getting investigated for gambling. Yeah, dude, the Lions. Uh, have we even talked about that on the show? Yeah, I okay, think we good. did. Like, let's Lions talk about have... that, and let's talk about the Vikings. There's a lot of Vikings stuff too. Is there a lot of Vikings stuff? I, I don't. Is it Darius Smith? Darius left. We haven't talked yeah. about him. Yeah, he's um, around now. He. he I'm he, sure there's some. some you want to talk about a Packer who shit on the Packers for the Vikings, and it is now shitting down the Vikings' neck for the Browns. Like he, he just hates. Like he, he. Hates what did he say? I haven't seen anything. I, I don't think it was anything. Too I don't like him it's very just, much. He just was very like he was just very vocal on socials when he became a Viking and about wanting to beat the Packers and stuff. And don't get me wrong, he had a nice back half of the season. He really did, but he's a good. I thought he player. had. Didn't he have a a good first like four games? I feel like he was okay at first, but I think he had like I think he stacked up like the last ten games. He was better actually. Oh, okay. Because um, um, I wasn't blown away for a while, and I like Zadarius. It's just that's a lot of money. For somebody to be unhappy, vocally unhappy, which he was, I didn't care. Like bounce, like we've we've actually done okay. Um, it's sad to lose so many core players. We have nothing. I mean, just frankly, we have a lot of question marks on defense. Like may, like ten, Young. like ten of eleven, like <clears throat> are question marks for the most part, and that's okay. Um, I am. I watched a team with a below average defensive scheme last year. Um, play above potential, and so like for I heard lo- good things from your new yeah. DC, yeah, and 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 it's and now it's Brian Flores, like head coach in the league, Brian Flores, like winning lawsuits, fighting the law and uh, against or fighting the man and and fighting the power and winning, like Brian Flores, like Brian Flores is badass, and he just went and hung out uh, in Pittsburgh, like if any if any Mike Tomlin dust. In, that kept kicked up in the air and breathe and breathed in by fucking Brian Flores were fine. So, um, I'm fine going all in on our offense. The Vikings are clearly going all in on their offense, and and that's gonna be. We're just we're hoping to outshoot people. We're hoping to outgun people, uh, and I think we can do it. Um, but that's the strategy. I wonder if Addison will be able to hold up with his slender frame and it's a similar thing JJ. jj's tiny i mean well i jj's a bit bigger uh he's jj's taller rail, he's skinny i'm all, and i'm saying addison has a, sk- a similar skill set and his ability to create separation and stuff but like i just reflect back on when darnell mooney was our number one and i'm like yeah darnell mooney's cool and all but he's so slender and he's like 180 pounds. Like as soon as he gets a good shot, he's hurt. And I, I looked up Addison's measurables at the combine and I want to say he was like 173 pounds, you know, and it's a just, lot like, it's a little worrisome, but it's, so uh, it's all to say, it's all to say if there is a quarterback who will, who will maximize wide receivers with those kind of skill sets. And what you need to do when you have a guy like that is not give them a bunch of contested catches. Well, give them know. a lot of on the hands while they're running. Perfect accuracy in in sync. Um, on time. That's Kirk Cousins, the and I idea, think he can maximize it totally. And the idea is, JJ's doubled, 
And so we, you hope you'd have to think Addison's going to be around. If Addison's covered, you have to think Hawkinson's around. If Hawkinson's covered, maybe JJ you, you heave it up anyway. Like that's the offense now, and it's fucking awesome. So like that's exciting. It's, it's just, certainly not Dalvin Cook. Uh, n- t- that's weird. The Dalvin Cook thing is weird. It, it that's another one that I thought he'd be gone, um, because of the money, um, just of it all. I like Dalvin Cook. I think he's actually a, a top ten. I mean, he's statistically a top ten back in the league. He's a great weapon to have on offense, but. Um, and I guess he's been playing with a bad shoulder for like two years, so it's finally fixed. Uh, the Vikings put Madis- Alexander Madison on our schedule release stuff and not Dalvin, which I thought was so shady. Like, I was like, why Madison? Like, we don't even feature him, really, so I just don't understand, like, I mean, fucking pick a different position. I don't know. I thought that was so weird, and I was like, okay. You so got a lot of other guys you could put on there. So shady. And so I was like, okay, so I guess we're not going to have Dalvin anymore. Uh, and that's been kicked around for weeks and still, and, and, and here he is. So I have to think Dalvin's probably cool with playing another year. We have question marks everywhere after this. Kirk doesn't have a contract after the season, Kirk Cousins. So um, we're in an all-in mode unless we give him another extension like we've done multiple times and finish his career Viking. There's a lot. I don't know. We're in a weird little area, but – uh, the, you know the Lions are in the best spot. Um, you guys have potential. Uh, the Bears, the Packers uh, get benefit of the doubt because the organization, and we kind of have to just find our place in that puzzle. Um, we're we're very as close. the reigning champs of the NFC North. We're we're reigning champs of the NFC North, and guess what? I think we could do it again. But we're very close to the to the to the team, like fucking like Sonic getting poked and rings flying everywhere. We're very close to that. Yeah. So the thing is, the Vikings are on a must win now type of situation. Whereas whereas that. there's a couple other teams in in the division are on the upward trajectory with some room to like wiggle for the next few years it seems like if the vikings don't do well this season they're definitely tearing it down next year Kinda and then to. if they do if they do well this year they might try to do everything they can to give it another go next year you know what Justin, i mean add like a, one more piece maybe and try to run it back and jj is gonna get the biggest contract known to man so like yeah we have a lot yep. of things he's to gonna about. be the top paid wide receiver in the league i think he wants to be a viking so that's nice i think kirk wants to be a viking i'm okay with that i I would love Kirk to finish his career there. I really would. So, like, I don't know. We have a lot. I'm excited. It's it's uh it's mostly positive over here. And barring any injury, like barring any big injury or something weird happening, I love our coach. I love. I trust. I trust everybody. So I think. I think. I wish we had more weapons on defense. I think. I wish we had uh, more weapons on the offensive line. But what are you gonna do? Quessy, I saw on like the social Lim media. Quessy calling. Uh, Addison after drafting him and the first thing Addison said was let's get paid then ah, my boy well, the first thing he says when he gets fine. drafted he right, seems let's cool as paid. hell man he seems cool right. as hell I'm so excited I love Addison I'm very excited I wish you nothing but the best at some point That's in the, the near future you're getting me. you will be getting that jersey yeah. I was gonna say um, so speaking of wide receivers with some superstars currently on the free agency market DeAndre Hopkins just got released by the Arizona Cardinals. He, he did not get traded. Publicly. He didn't get traded. 
he got straight up cut, which means they're saddled with, I believe, like a $20 million dead cap. They weren't able to do a post-June 1st designation because they've already used those. You get two per team per season. That's what we might be doing um, with Dalvin. And that allows you to spread their cap hit over multiple seasons. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins is now a free agent. He's been heavily speculated and linked to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Look, from from a Cardinals perspective, before we, we start prognosticating on where he may go, that to me screams a team that's going to try to blow it up and tank this year, knowing they have their own first next season or for the draft and Houston's first. So they could very well end up with two top five picks if they tank this year. And I think they're going to tank. And I think that it, you are now put on notice if you're a, if you're a big player there. I think I heard and I, I know I read that there was potential trade talks about Kyler Murray at the draft. So like, you know, if you're Kyler Murray and you're coming off a bad injury and a bunch of attitude concerns, and now you're seeing this team willing to tank, you have to be on red alert that you're gone after getting that big contract. They well, might like, be tanking for Caleb Williams. Part of the shit Hopkins said in that like in that public fucking space was that he wants he wants to play for an, with an elite quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who loves the game? And then he yeah. went back and said, "Well, Kyler loves the game, but he's no, hurt." But I think that screams. Kyler. Everybody's it's, been it's the Kyler it's Kyler. The fucking jump. No one likes him. The, the Do you remember when I said that? I said yes. I don't really like his demeanor, and then it, it blew up. I'm I telling would... you, I weigh a lot of my my perspective on like what I see, like and I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a psych thing. I mean, I like the potential of Kyler, but I don't like anything I've seen. I really don't. Like, I really don't like anything I've seen. So His attitude seems disastrous. I have always maintained, and I will continue to, that if I was that organization, I would do the exact same thing they did. You ha- It's an arms race, and you had to, to to give Kyler that contract, and you need to try, and you, need, you have to – you got to be that way. That's fine. You got you to gotta respect the star. I I don't I mean at this point if I'm Arizona like you're talking about trading Kyler sounds delightful like that mm-hmm. sounds amazing who's gonna take him who's a team that just had an issue with a free agency acquisition who now is getting a foot operation surgery on his foot and it's been revealed that there's a clause in his contract that if the foot is not healed properly they can cut him and not owe him any of the 20 some million guaranteed and that is jimmy garoppolo i was hoping we illinois illinois native and if i'm not mistaken and i might be the trade talks i read about could have been arizona and the raiders i was hoping so like i wonder if kyler could end up as a Los Angeles Raider, or sorry, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas Raider, at some point, um, do they have a lot of money. I can look into it. Like I, I, but, if they have a lot I of mean, money, it sure. depends. It, his contract's pretty big because um, I think they're carrying some dead from uh, Derek Carr, right? I mean, <clears> yeah. <throat> and also, doesn't Devontae Adams not want to be there now? Like he's he's acting like he's all in on it again, but it seems like he's a bit like mercurial about where he's at. Don't shove anybody, Devontae. Ah, he's beg, dealing with litigation for that. Um, 
Shit, man. The Gruden, or not Gruden, <laughs> the uh, the Garoppolo thing is so fucked up. I saw that, and I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, they had this fucking whole presser. Like, you're the king of the city for, like, a month and a half, and this whole time your foot's still fucked up? Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, they do They do not have much cap space currently. What are they going to do? Can, well, if fucked. you get rid of Garoppolo, that's 22 point, you, That's you, 22 and a half. They have to cut him. They can't get rid of him. Like, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Right, right, if, right. If the, they have a clause mm-hmm. where if the foot thing is not right, they can cut him and not owe anything. Okay, well, hopefully <clears> that's what's up then. Um, but but yeah. Kyler's not even going to play for a while. I don't even think he's going to be ready for the start of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not good for his injury. Cause I, again, like I'm, I want, I've always loved the potential of Kyler. I, I wish he was awesome. I would have paid him and I would do all that stuff. It's just, I mean, th- when you just said the Cardinals fucking getting Caleb Williams, I was like, Ooh, now that sounds okay. And dude, you have two, you're going to potentially have two top five picks with that Houston Texans first. Um, you have a shot. People are saying they're going to pull off the, unprecedented Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. combo. Imagine that in a dome. I I, I can imagine it. Oof. All I right. Can. What else do we have to get to before we talk about Legend of Zelda Tears of you the You mentioned the Patriots. I don't really know much about that. So I don't know too much about it. Um, I don't really care about the Patriots too much, but Bel- Belichick, uh, apparently the team did some – uh, rule violations that resulted in them missing a couple OTAs. So it's not too much of a big deal, but th- they did miss a couple of their organized team activities. And, you know, that's a, that's an offense that wasn't playing very well last year with Mac Jones. So you, you don't really want to miss some of these installs, the, some of these walkthroughs and stuff. The league docked New England two OTA practices, one last Thursday, one this Tuesday, and fined Bill Belichick for violating offseason guidelines. Long story short, the Patriots, with Joe Judge leading the way, held a series of, quote, special teams workshops in early May that both forced players to stay at Gillette Stadium for too long and were communicated in a manner that made them seem mandatory rather than voluntary. NFLPA representative reportedly viewed the violations and informed the league, but some wonder whether a Patriots player ratted on Judge and the coaching staff. Mac. Whether if any of this is a big deal is up for debate. However, people in the NFL don't seem too angry about it, according to ESPN's Mike Reese. Uh, yada, 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 yada. Um, uh, they could have fined Belichick as much as 100 grand, but only chose to fine Belichick 50 grand. The league could have additionally fined the Patriots' uh, organization paid by ownership, but didn't do so. While that could be related in part to the Patriots' cooperation with the investigation, it more decisively reflects in the view of some around the NFL how the violation was primarily about careless, carelessness slash lack of attention to detail uh, on the day an NFL Players Association staff member was visiting as part of standard operating procedure. So basically they're like, fucking, we don't care. Yeah, we have to per, pay the union. Per who? Per yeah, who? They're like, that, I don't know. So this is an article by Dakota Randall on NESN.com. But yeah, whatever. It's, you know, can you imagine being able to just shit 50K? That'd be so awesome. Um, no, that's my first thought when you say that is like that's not gonna really affect them. But I mean, not too big of a deal. I believe the Bears no, that's got Bill Belichick's docked. pocket, not the Patriots. Mm. That's out of Bill Belichick's pocket. Fifty k out of right. Belichick's pocket. That's I mean, crazy. that's still not much to him. No, it's not. But it's just like can you imagine. Like, no, I uh, get it. It's not too big a deal. I know the Bears got penalized slightly because we were running too hard of practices. Um, can you trying to no see. more? Yeah, you can't. I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah, big one we, we have to talk about. The kickoff rule changed. 
it is now akin to the college football kickoff rule, which I didn't like when they implemented it in college. And I understand the worry of the concussion risk on kickoffs where people are running full speed at each other. But it's a huge... It's a huge aspect of football, and it's one of my favorite plays in football. And the way that they're doing it is if you uh, field the kick and you fair catch it within 20 yards or whatever, instead of it going, or I think within 25, instead of it going exactly where you fair caught it like a punt, as long as it wasn't in the end zone where it would have been to the 25, now if you fair catch it within that range, it goes to the 25, and it's, it's as if you were in the end zone when you got it. So... They're trying to do it so that you can basically just fair catch it from most of the spots where the kick goes, and then it'll just automatically go to the 25, so you can limit the amount of kick returns in a game and potentially limit the amount of concussion risks. However, in my opinion, and what I've also heard from NFL staffers and defense or special teams coordinators, it's just going to incentivize people to squib kick it, to spot kick it, to pooch kick it, to do a bunch of kicks that don't go far enough to try to incentivize kick returns yeah. and fumbles and stuff. So it's I don't think it's going to do anything. And I'm hearing from players like Cavante Turpin saying, I'm still bringing all of them out. Like, I don't like it personally. I don't like it when the league, after these owner meetings, implements these big changes that last for like one year, and then it becomes a weird outlier year. And it always makes me remember when the Saints and the Rams played and there was the blatant pass interference that decided the game and then the subsequent season, they changed the pass interference rule to be reviewable and it was a fucking disaster and it slowed down the games and it was ruled incorrectly many times and it was just fucking junk. So I don't like it when they do these changes and I understand and I get it. We've talked a lot about player safety, but a huge draw of this sport is the violence. Sure, not even violent. I mean, yeah, I guess violence. It is. It is. It's the violence. And we're not saying it malicious violence, but it is a violent sport. It is. You can play safely and violently. Absolutely it is. But it's just like, I don't know. I feel very, very conflicted I like kickoff returns, man. Me too. Kickoff was my favorite. I love playing kickoff coverage. Well, just even, like, it's just a great part of the sport. And it's like, it... It is literally served as the uh, the proving grounds for so many f- like future stars, like players that don't get drafted come in on spe- like Terrell Davis was a special teams player. Bottom he, of the roster, you know guys saying? have to work their way up. Like, and then teams. and you fucking you fu- Adam Thielen was blocking punts for touchdowns before he was playing receiver. Like you know what I mean? Like who's Devin Hester if you're if you're limiting kickoff returns? Doesn't exist. It's it's obsolete. It's over. Cordell Patterson doesn't exist. Like you know what I mean? Like at least not um, until now. Like it, it's over. So um, I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty gross. Uh, I'm sure. I get it's fine. it. I get you're trying to protect players and stuff, but like, me dude. too. But it just feels like the wrong area. I, I, we're I, gonna we're gonna start hitting flag football range if we keep doing this, and I'm not gonna like the sport as much. I'm gonna be honest. And it is cognitive dissonance. It's hard to square. If it goes, it goes. Right? The player health CTE risk with mm-hmm. the nature of the sport. And what I would like is for players to play safely. And I, I agree with the implementation of the targeting and the spearing thing. And though I think the targeting has been ruled incorrectly so many times, I get that one a lot. But when you completely change the way certain phases of the game are played, 
it's like, come on, dude, you can't, like you're trying to decentivize kickoff returns. That was such a huge part of it, of the game. They happen all the time, unless it's a low scoring game. I mean, it it takes out. Um, it's maybe not fair to say a third of the game, but it's a third of the fucking. It's a game. phase. It's the you third know what I mean? Like it's 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 offense, defense, and special teams. Like you're taking away so much of special teams, and special teams are like, like Belichick's a special teams nerd. Like this is a big part of the game. Yes. Like it matters. Like so. Um. Yeah, I'm and very conflicted. I'll, say, like, I'll have to think about can, it for a while. I didn't actually read what the change was. I just heard people bitching, and I was like, I'll So it's optional. If you've watched college football, you know how it, the, the ball will travel to, like, the 10-yard line, and they'll still fair catch it, mm-hmm. and it goes to the 25? Mm-hmm. So it's just like that in the NFL now. So instead of – if you, you never see a guy fair catching it on the 10 in the NFL – they return it every time mm-hmm. because if they did, it would stay at the 10. Now mm-hmm. it will go to the 25. So what they're saying is if there's ever a, a period where in the game where the ball is kicked in between the end zone and the 25, if they ret- if they fair catch it, it can go to the 25, and that's going to potentially incentivize players to not do a lot of returns. They, they have the option up, to return it. But it's like they already moved up the kick, so everybody was blasting them through the end zones already to limit kick yep. returns. So it's like – and they okay. weren't allowed to get a running start anymore. Right. And it just like feels like bunch. it just feels just like just do away with the. They want to do away with kickoff so bad, but they're just doing it piecemeal. I don't even know that they want to do away with it. I think they need to. It's like it's like when your boss comes by, so you like squeegee the the fucking window in front of you to look busy. It's like look what we're doing. Like to, you I know guess I mean? like, it's like, like in the PE recess yard when you're just like you just scored, so you're just doing a throw off, and you, yeah, that's, that's where we're going. Sure, sure. I we're mean, just gonna. The quarterback's just going to have to chuck it and then run down there and smear somebody. It's actually kind of badass. How that cool would that be? That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds Could awesome. Could you imagine, like, Roethlisberger being the chuck-off guy Tebow. back in the day? Tebow. Tebow coming at you. Tebow Ooh. throwing off and then laying a guy out, getting Tebow the fumble recovery. 30 yards. <laughs> imagine Tebow throwing off, laying the guy out, getting a fumble recovery, and it's like he hits him like Jadavian Clowney hit that yeah, Michigan he would. player. He would, and too. then he just palms the ball and gets into the end zone, yep. kneels for God, and then rips his helmet off and is screaming with the eye tape. John three sixteen. <laughs> Fucking, I remember just on I, his eye tape. I remember one time we were we, we were in JFL. We were fucking scrimmaging. We were the varsity scrimmaging the JV, and Boaten runs up the middle, and the game is like completely stopped. It becomes like a rugby scrum, like in the middle, <laughs> and like Boaten's getting tackled by literally eleven people, and like <laughs> and, and like people are like pushing him in a cloud of dust, and you just see he goes. And just fucking bust through the middle and just run yeah! for like 50 yards for a touchdown. I'm sure his arm was doing circles like oh, in PE God. when you're warming up the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, man. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, it was the good old days. They probably should have blown the play dead. It was like, you know, if I was a, if I was a fan, I'd have been like, hey, blow the play dead, man. But I get it. Um, so we'll probably, unless you have any other talk, no. like NFL points. No. Um, my my girlfriend will be home from lunch any minute now, and my dog will start howling when well, she pulls leave. in. But I do want to say Luke and I have been feverishly playing what Ugh. may be one of the best games ever made. So Nintendo's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a true masterpiece. I'm true. so happy that Luke is playing these Zelda games. I bought him – well, actually, I bought it for my collection, and I just souped him up. When Luke first got his Switch – 
I sent him a little care package with some of the best Switch games that I had collected extra copies of. I think I gave him like Splatoon and Legend of Zelda the Explorer's Edition, mm-hmm. which comes in a in a cardboard sleeve and with a map of Hyrule. And mm-hmm. Luke got into Breath of the Wild at a perfect time because he played it within six months of its sequel coming out. Pre-game. Um, and goddamn, it's such a good game. It's mm-hmm. truly remarkable. It's, it's really satisfying to turn off my brain and literally just have a map to explore it's like uh, like with like you know what i mean it's it's the same i would way. not say i ha- i turn off my brain in that game those puzzles well, are on the complex. puzzles on the puzzles uh no that's challenging but when you're just like fucking running all over like oh my god dude i'm just fucking fighting beasts and do you want to hear the all cool over shit? different terrains and hang gliding and so when i when i was like going through the sky a lot to get from the top sky view to mm-hmm. the middle map to the main mm-hmm. level you know the star fragments that can be yeah. shooting stars i have a few i've i've caught like three of them in midair that's badass i tie like i see it falling mm-hmm. and i just time myself to get even with it and then i catch it that's sick it's fun man it's a lot of fun uh i was overwhelmed by it at first uh just because it's even bigger than breath of the wild but yeah, it's like three times as big. Um, they feed it to you like they feed it to you like I feel like a genius. I feel like a fucking genius all the time. Like I walk around feeling like a genius if I figure out something on my own in this game. So, um, which happens when a you lot. Get, when like, you get the little achievement chime, when you get mm. to the next ledge in the shrine, the fucking like, like yes, yeah, it's, it's, I figured it's it out. Um, all right, so I will say I will say this. Uh, I have a very open schedule now, so we're going to try to get back to doing these more often as long as Luke's schedule also accommodates. And if there's news, if there's no news, we may consider pushing, but we're going to be in a little bit of a dead period over the summer, but I do expect a little bit of movement after June 1st with some cuts, and then I could see some guys getting picked up. I'm sure we'll have plenty. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Um, Me and me and T are going to go to Vegas and I think we're going to fucking tour Allegiant Stadium. So maybe I'll bring a mic and me and him can get like a review in or something like that. There can be like, that would be incredible. You know, field trips or something like that. Um, so I don't know. We'll figure something out. I'm sure that would be incredible. I mean, summer is, summer is a lot of fun. It'll be really fun. August is training camp. So we just have a little bit of time to fill in, but, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. Well, good to talk to you. My girlfriend's home, yeah, so you as the well, dog's man. about to congrats be loud. On, so. Congrats on your graduation and all that. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm a master huge, of science man. now. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big all right. fucking deal. Well, until next right. time, for NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden. I've been Luke. Bye-bye. Bye. NFL Mayo.